0: Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my UP podcast, and today I want to talk about My Kingdom is Not of This World. This is a reprise of a previous podcast from February of this year, but when it airs, I'll be in France training young ministers at Rhema Bible Training Center, France, in the city of Vence. But this podcast seemed to hit home with so many listeners that I thought a replay might be a good idea. You know, Isaiah 60 says that darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over us, his people, and his glory will be seen upon us. And that's kind of what this podcast is all about, that no matter what's going on around you, you can remain under the protecting and blessing hand of God. So here's My Kingdom is Not of This World. Okay. You hear a lot of depressing talk about the economy these days, thanks to the ineptitude of our current administration, and now the Russian invasion of Ukraine. This is all magnified by the fact that the commercial news machine requires fuel, and such dire subjects really seem to rev its engines. This pipeline will be cut. That source of income will wither up, and so forth, they say. And maybe it's true. I mean, our world economy is definitely suffering right now. I remember it being like this once before, back in the 80s. Inflation was terrible. Fuel costs were through the roof. The financial, quote, state of the union, unquote, or to use a biblical term, the kingdom, was weakening by the day. And as a subject of that kingdom, I was getting kind of concerned. What was going to happen? How was I going to even afford gas or food? Now, being the spiritual giant I was, I was really fretting about this one day. When the Lord's voice, you know, that still small voice down deep inside, managed to break through my harried thoughts. My kingdom is not of this world, he said. That's from John 18, 36. And that was all I needed to hear it kind of put the matter to rest because I got it. I got what he was saying. See, the thing is, as much as I love my country and you love yours, we are first and foremost citizens of a greater kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And we live off his economy, not this world's. And we live under God's protection and care. And you know what? His pockets are never, ever empty, and his hand isn't shortened that he can't save. So the bottom line here is, our futures will always remain secure, no matter what's going on around us in the world. This is what David was referring to when he wrote Psalm 46. He said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Oh man, now that's an upheaval. But he goes on to say, There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. And you know why they're glad? Because they know everything's going to be all right. God's got them in the palm of his hand and they will not be harmed and they will not lack. And you know where that river of peace is? It's in the presence of God, which is what David continues to say here. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Just at the break of dawn. That's an old biblical way of saying right away. The nations raged. The kingdoms shook. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. Yeah, they're talking about God here. He's big stuff. He can do anything. He can change anything. He goes on to say, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah, that is, you know, Hebrew for... Chew on that for a few minutes. Come behold the works of the Lord, he continues, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He also nullifies the nukes. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God, he says. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And then he concludes by saying, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Listen, Isaac sowed seed in a time of famine, dry ground, and reaped a hundredfold, a hundredfold out of dry ground. It was a miracle. And then it says, he began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very rich. That's in Genesis 26. That was in a time of famine, so think about it. At that point, Isaac's world was a mess. But his prosperity, his income, his well-being didn't depend on the world around him. He was getting water from a deep river. There is a river. That makes the people of God glad. In the same way, Daniel, who after the invasion of Judea by the Babylonians became one of the country's top three governmental leaders. This was after their country was invaded. Hostile takeover. And years later, when the Persians came and defeated Babylon, this is amazing, he kept his very same job. What? Hey, it's in the book. He was blessed despite the rise and fall of kingdoms. And why? Because he was the citizen of another kingdom, a greater kingdom, not of this world, and that King God was providing for him. So the bottom line in it all is this: No matter what happens in the world around you, because you're God's child and kingdom subject, He promises you'll flourish like a palm tree. Psalm thirty-seven nineteen says, "They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied." Proverbs 10:3 says, "The Lord will not allow the soul of the righteous to famish," and why? Because according to Deuteronomy 28 and Galatians 3, you're blessed by God Almighty, and that doesn't change with the weather or the financial climate. God Himself has promised to supply all your need according to His riches in glory via Christ Jesus. That is in glory not according to the world economy, but according to heaven's economy. And not by means of the world, by Christ Jesus. But seriously, the stuff you hear about the economy these days is enough to scare the hide off a moose. I mean, if we didn't know better, we'd think we were all going to wind up in the poorhouse by the end of the week. But the thing is, we do know better. As King David himself once testified, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Oh, I love that promise. Yes, God cares for and prospers his own, even in the toughest of times. Psalm 1 says about God's child, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. As Psalm ninety-two twelve puts it, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. By the way, do you know why a palm tree flourishes even in a desert? It's because its roots go very deep. And so do yours, all the way down past the shallow sands of this shifting economy to the rock of ages from which the water of life perpetually springs. Yes, you're connected to the very source of abundance, so your supply can never run out. The Bible says so, and you can take that to the bank. So it's time to put away those worried thoughts. Despite media reports to the contrary, you're going to be just fine. In fact, you're going to be blessed and prosper because you're a subject of the King of Kings, and his kingdom is not of this world. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We work to take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico, to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. Offerings can be made online at davidstearmanministries.org. Thanks so much. I hope you have the best day ever and up day all the way.